Hey guys, welcome back to the uh, shack. Fourth of July just passed us. As you guys know, we're a week in the rear, I guess is how you would say it. All right, we're recording basically a week before release, yeah? Yeah. Any uh, any great things happened this week to anybody? Bunch of crazy shit with the storms. I know, man, the storms were crazy, especially uh, especially in this area. I didn't get them. We didn't really get anything super terrible in my house. Mine's still dry as can be. <laughs> Literally. I know. That's what you were saying. Yeah. I looked today and I have none. And I'm not even an hour south of here, but I have no rain. My ground is like dry as can be. So Mother Nature, if you're listening, hit Kevin's house. Yeah. <laughs> do you uh do you have any sprinklers set up or anything? I have a uh, little tractor, one of those tractors that follows the garden hose. Yeah. But that's a hassle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Was that uh the other night we worked, we talked about sprinkler systems. Yeah, getting some of the pull behind your mower. Yeah, yeah, you mentioned that, and I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. And you also looked up a price of a sprinkler system. Yeah, it's, uh, and it wasn't that expensive. So average, I'm average like three to eight thousand. Yeah, and that's probably and that was installed too, wasn't it? I, yeah. I'm thinking. So I'm thinking, if I could do it for a couple grand, it's probably worth doing. You know? and are you talking burying like a water line or something? Yeah. 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 It's got yeah. the whole electronic system where you can set it to come on during a certain period, however yeah. often. Yeah. Set it on a timer in the evening. That'd be the way, yeah. you know. <clears throat> eat, 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 it, that'd be nice. But even if I had to hit the button, it'd be nice just so I don't have to go out and move hoses everywhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just such a hassle. It is. And Pretty then when you go to mow the grass, guess what? You got hoses everywhere. And okay. you got to go drag those out. Uh-huh. You know, it's just a hassle. So, I'm pretty sure they're advanced now enough, though, where you could just turn it on through your phone, download yeah. an app, and yeah, dude. If you really think about it, we've gotten so lazy. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but, but I mean, you're right though. Like, yeah. I'd rather be lazy and avoid the hassle because I'm the same way. So my garden is behind my house on the back side of the property. Conveniently enough, it's like. I bought a 75 foot hose, okay? Right. Specifically for my garden. And I bought one of them uh, fire hose flexible type of deals, you know? And uh, I was pretty proud of this hose. So I unroll this hose and I drag it out there. Dude, this thing is like to the edge of the garden. And I don't have enough water pressure to hit the backside of my garden. Right. <laughs> so I had to hook up the other hose that I had that one of my dogs had bit a hole in. Mm hmm. I got water spraying everywhere, and I, now I got this. I got two seventy-five foot hoses running out to the garden, which it's not terrible, you know. But again, the only reason I haven't really experienced the hassle yet is because I haven't had to mow the grass because it's been so dry, you know. Right. Which actually, this last this last week, it's been you know we got some pretty decent rain, yeah. so hopefully it'll be ready to cut. Which sounds stupid, but I do enjoy cutting my grass. Do you guys? Uh, not really. You hate cutting your grass? I guess does that happen over time, or have you always had? Uh, yeah, it? when you get my age, uh, you <laughs> have to do a lot of things, Lance. <laughs> I mean, my yard's so small, I use a push mower, but I don't push it. That's got the uh, controlled thing where it spins the rear wheels. Uh-huh. I don't even have to push it; it pulls me. <laughs> He's dragging his feet across the ground. <laughs> but it is fun. Like we cut grass at the fire department. Yeah, we got a zero turn, and we got a old Ford blue tractor. Got the pole behind mower. Oh so man, I get my entertainment through that. Well, I think that's the key to get a zero turn mower because I like every time I'm cutting, I like make it a point 
to figure out how efficient I can be. So if you can imagine for those of you young kids out there, that's what you get to look forward to when you grow up. Like, can I beat the time I cut the grass last week, this week? You know what I'm saying? Like, can I really hammer it down? <laughs> so I'm out there. I got my NASCAR goggles on and everything, cutting my grass. <laughs> and every time I, I have failed every week cutting my grass because I got cup holders on the lawnmower. That's an upgrade, of course. Oh, of course. And uh, every time I put a tumbler in there. So my drinks filled with cut grass. <laughs> I usually get like a sip out of it as soon as I take off. And by the time I'm really needing to take a drink, it's full grass. Well, I used to drink my diet do out of a can. Uh huh. And then I realized that like I get like one sip out of it and then it's full of grass and dirt. <laughs> yeah. So now I take a water bottle and put a you know a lid on it. So yeah. these are dad problems. Yes, for sure. they are. <laughs> Uh, I, I think part of the, the reason I don't like cutting my grass right now is because my grass sucks. Yeah. I have no green grass. And so to me, part of it, if I would probably enjoy it, mm -hmm. if it looked beautiful as I was cutting it, oh. but mine does not look beautiful as I cut it because it's dirt, weeds, brown. <laughs> Any of that treatment you did to your grass not working anymore? It's not doing anything, but I, I think, I think that is, um, to, to get it ready to look good. Yeah. So maybe this fall when I plant grass, all that that I did will come to fruition. It's going to look beautiful in the spring, mm -hmm. you know, because because Lance educated me on that. I had it, to. It might might help if uh, you get a little bit of rain too. Well, if I get a little <laughs> rain, it would help, and that's why I'm thinking yeah. I need to get a sprinkler system of some sort. Yeah, I think you do. And it, then, it'd look good. Yeah, and if I could do it and not spend a fortune doing it, it's the same amount of water whether you do it with a tractor or not. I just can't. It's hard to have enough time to. To get out there to do it, to right. move the to move the tractor to get it done, you know. Yeah, if you get a sprinkler system, think about all the free time you got to do other things. Exactly, exactly, and it'd probably do a better job, you yeah. know. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of a thing. We've kind of killed a lot of time on that, though, didn't we? Yeah. Hey, now, now, quick question for you guys. Now, this is personal experience, but I always wonder while I'm mowing my lawn if everybody has the same experience now. I usually catch my wife checking me out while I'm out there mowing the lawn. Do you guys, does your, does your wives like really like when you guys cut the grass? Uh, I don't know. My <laughs> wife's off doing other things around the house. So I don't see her when I cut grass. What the hell? Usually I think it's too hot for my wife to come outside when I'm cutting grass. <laughs> Is it too AC. hot because of the heat or because you got your shirt off laying the hammer on that mower? Well, I usually have my shirt off, but I don't think she's too uh, concerned with looking at me out the window. <laughs> So that, that I'm not a good sight to is... see with my shirt off, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> Just I think saying. the dad bod myth has been busted. <laughs> so, boys, stay in shape, please. Like, do some working out so you look good for your lady. I guess that's the key here, and right? Quit eating, like, quit eating like a hog. There's a supervisor I had when I worked for an AC company he said tan fat looks better than white fat. <laughs> this is true. That's why I mow with my shirt off. Well, man, I need to start doing that because I actually don't mow with my shirt off because I can't stand my sweaty ass back and chest and everything being covered in grass. Yeah. I hate it. It drives you me You what's bad about that? If you got in like pine trees or cedar trees and you're mowing grass without your shirt off uh -huh. and or with your shirt off and you hit one of those trees and those go down your shorts, those little, oh, man, the little needles go off. down your shorts in the back, that does not feel good. Sounds freaking terrible. I don't have pine <laughs> trees. I don't have any trees at all. Hop on the mower naked. <laughs> <laughs> that is a sight these people do not want to see. <laughs>
You never know. There's <laughs> there's some people out there that would probably love it. You're on OnlyFans, but you're mowing grass Only. naked. Starman OnlyFans <laughs> naked. Mowers and men. <laughs> Start your own calendar on yeah, a mower. Yeah. There we go. That'd be a good one to add to the podcast calendar. There you go. What month would you take? If you had to take one month to be on the calendar, and I, this is something I, I've never asked, what month would it be and why? I would take December because I love Christmas. Uh-huh. And I'd I'd probably dress in green and red and look all Christmassy. What what would be the background? My background would probably be uh snow and a big tree with snow hanging off of it. Okay. Yeah. Break in the background? Maybe. Zach, yeah. what would be your month? Uh, I was gonna say December because that's my birthday month, but sorry, oh. Zach. <laughs> wow, way to ruin it. No, <laughs> sorry. But, but, <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. So you'd be December. No, yeah. I'd Kevin picked December. I'd pick October. Because Halloween, you get to dress up as whatever the hell you want. Yeah, I, yeah. I like Halloween. Halloween's how a about, good time. How about you, Lance? What are you going to be? What, what month are you picking? Well, I'm going to piggyback off of Zach. Zach said his birthday month. Mine is August, so it'd be August. What would be in the background? So I, if, I could, if I could picture this, in the background would be my hustler mower, right? Yeah. I got this thing really shined up, okay? Okay. I'm wearing a pair of jean shorts, jorts as my wife calls them. She's throwing them all away, conveniently for her, right? Right. And along with these jorts, I got a pair of suspenders on. Some Haybub special JP suspenders. Oh, I'm getting the picture, brother. You know, and that's <laughs> me out there with my suspenders. Month of August, I'm covered in sweat. I've got the grass attached to my body. Dad bod special. Month of August. You got to be holding that new beer that I just showed you a picture of the Hey Bub. The Hey Bub special. You got your baseball cap turned around backwards on that zero turn? Uh, no, I. No. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't. I typically don't wear my, my hat backwards. Yeah. Unless I'm trying to like play games with my wife because she cannot stand when I put my hat on backwards. Like it's like she can't stand it. <laughs> so yeah, if if it was like tease my wife, I would for sure put it on backwards. Yeah. Speaking of the dad bod special, I got a video to show you after this. Pretty good one. Oh yeah. What what's the video? The uh the guy's bigger. He's uh-huh. wearing short shorts, suspenders, got a nice mustache. <laughs> he's wearing his sunglasses and he walks out slow motion with the we- the weed whacker like he's cutting the grass for the <laughs> hot neighbor. <laughs> oh my god, he's tearing them women up oh, is yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> confidence. That confidence is key. Yep. I like it. So, uh, 4th of July, uh, yesterday, anybody do anything good? At the time of this podcast, it's going to be a week ago, but. Well, right, but it's okay. What'd yeah. you do on the 4th of July, Zach? I uh, went home, slept, got up, because my wife told me I was going to my parents' house for dinner. That's a nice surprise. So, ate dinner, came back home, fell back asleep, came, came into work. That is the most boring 4th of July ever. Yeah. Uh, mine's not much better. <laughs> well, being that uh, we both worked, or we all worked, uh, went home, slept, uh, worked on my side by side a little while, huh. um, installing my rear view lights, my rear backup lights, yeah, that I didn't get finished, and then um, come back to work. That's about it. Yeah, I would repeat the same boring story because that's pretty much what I did. I don't have a side by side, but that's exactly what it was. I slept, I woke up, like, 
came into work, whatever. Yeah. It no party in here, huh? No, it wasn't. And that's a, that's the only real thing that sucks about working midnights. Right. Is if there's like holidays, it messes holidays up because you can have, you know, you come in on the day after the holidays that night, you're not really getting involved in festivity. No. You know, which speaking of festivities, this is something that we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. Hobbies. What are your hobbies? Biggest thing for Kevin, side-by-side riding. Side-by-side riding and uh, racing for me. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do a lot of uh, drag racing, street racing. Well, I mean, uh, I know, I know. We, we've talked about it before. Yeah. Podcast, and we've never done it on the podcast. No, so. no. What's your hobbies? I know you like guns. Well, I mean, you got to go more into the, the hobby. Like, where where you been riding at? Well, we go riding all over the place. Actually, my wife and I are getting ready to go to Wisconsin in a few weeks. But we've been to uh, southern Missouri. All over Missouri, several places, Flat Nasty, uh-huh. St. Joe State Park, The Loop, which is an awesome place, S'more, which is really an awesome place. Where's the what you said? S'more is uh, Southern Missouri Off Road Park, I think is what it is. Exactly, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure the name, but it's Southern Missouri. It's down by by Springfield, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awesome facility. Yeah, beautiful place to take go camping. Very clean, beautiful grass, nice bathrooms, clean. Right. Neat place. Um, but yeah, side by side's a big thing nowadays. It seems like everybody's either got one or thinking about getting one. Right. Um, know somebody that has one. Um, and they're they're really cool. They're they're it's a neat it's a neat toy. Yeah. Very unsafe if not used correctly. Right. You know, uh, like anything. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh been a pretty f- one of my favorite hobbies, you know, yeah. nowadays. Uh, well, do you think that s'more place, is that your favorite, you said? Um, I don't know that it's my favorite, but it could be very possibly. Yeah, I yeah. do. I do like the facility a lot. I'm I'm hoping this Wisconsin trip turns out to be my favorite. Yeah, that'd be yeah. cool. Kind of a neat place to go to, I think. Hey, you know, yeah. that'd be a good opportunity. You see some guys down there. Yeah. You know, we'll pitch that review on podcast. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Especially if you run into whoever you're, you know pain or whatever we'll give the honest review for them right right yeah. here on uh podbean yeah Having, hitting the trails blaring the podcast yeah the speaker yeah. system there you go that'd yeah. be great it's uh it's actually a state park uh yeah is what it is oh, uh, okay. it's a state forest so right. there's nothing to pay there's not really a park to speak of as far as a, a pay park it's not privately owned uh-huh. um but um but yeah, so it's, you don't even have to pay when you go. All in? you have to do is uh, you get a yearly. I think it's a thirty or thirty-five dollar fee yeah. that you pay for uh, for the year uh-huh. to ride in that state, and that's all you pay. Kinda and like an annual registration, it's an annual registration, and then you you can ride all you want. You know, they they have a yeah. five day or they have a yearly, so it's like ten or fifteen dollars more to get a yearly. So obviously, uh-huh. that's what I'm going to do. You know, that's right. not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. But yeah. And and the place I'm going has uh, 240 miles that I can ride right out of the hotel. Literally 40, wow. 240 miles. And they got their uh, their public roads and everything open the side yes, by side. Yes, the public and... roads are open the side by sides. Everything except the major interstates. So yeah. you can you can ride wherever. Right. You know. Have so. you done any uh, any research? I used to I used to watch side by side blog on yeah. YouTube. Right. Super awesome YouTube channel for the side by side world. Right. And um if I recall there was an episode what they would do, they there was one it was up north somewhere. And like it was pretty cool. They had like local restaurants and everybody's pulling in on their side besides. Have you done any research about that? No, I haven't done that. I know 
I know here they say that I've talked talk to the DNR up there and he said there's restaurants all over by the trails. Yeah. Um, he said, you can stop and get gas. You can do whatever you need to do along the trailway. Right. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Make sure you take a camera and you, that way oh, you yeah. see a bunch of yeah. pictures. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I'll have my phone and my wife. We, I mean, even if we, you want to borrow mine, ca my camera, Lance may let you borrow his. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got, I just take pictures on my phone. I'm sure. And oh. you know, but, yeah, great, be, great memories for sure. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, neat. And the way it's shaping up, I, I've invited several people to go. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else is going to go for sure or not. Uh -huh. Chance a good friend of mine might go, but yeah. I, I haven't heard for sure. So yeah. it might just be my wife and I going. And if, if it is, it is. That's fine. You know, either way, um, we'll we'll play it safe. I won't be doing anything stupid right. you know, without yeah. somebody there, you know. Yeah. Don't get out of, out of shape too much. But mm. typically when I ride alone, I ride fairly safe. You know, yeah, because you never know what's going to happen, right? Well, I mean, in 240 miles worth of riding, I mean, you tear something up and you're that far out. I'm sure they got some kind of wrecking service, but you ain't got service, you, you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, and I don't know about that either. Like, well, I have phone service where right. I, you know, who knows? I, I, I don't know, yeah, so, and it's hard, it's really hard to find information out on the internet. That's why I did a couple phone calls and talked to people, you yeah. know. But one thing I'd you know, maybe suggest is getting you a satellite phone. Yeah. A satellite phone? Yeah. I never heard of a satellite phone. Like, you don't have service on your regular network right. cell phone? Satellite phones, they use satellites. Really? To get yeah. signal. Hmm. Where do you get that at? I don't know. I, never well, I don't know it. either. There, there's people that got it. I was reading into them one time, and uh, there's like certain, it seemed like there were certain levels of satellite phones that were like illegal to get or something. Really? Yeah, it was it was weird. I like I said, I this has been such a long time since I looked into them, but for sure, I always thought they were a great idea. Hear about it all the time, people using satellite phones in terrible situations or whatever, and that's the only thing that that was it. Yeah, being that if we go alone, that would be a great idea because I do break down or right. anything at all. I'll have no way to contact anybody if I don't have signal. I'm hoping. The trails that I'm riding on are fairly close to a major interstate right. within a few miles. So I'm thinking I'll have good signal, mm -hmm. but you know, you never know. No, you, you know? never know. They might even have those like phone booths that you see on like the side of interstates. They may four one one number. Yeah, kind of they thing. might. Yeah. yeah, who knows? Yeah, I'm hoping it's. I I think it's really big up there. So yeah. they kind of cater to the to that that crowd. Right. So I'm hoping they have all that in place, but. Right. And well, it's the summertime too. So I'm sure they're going to be a bit busier than they would be the dead of winter. Not saying that sure. the dead of winter is on time when people ride, but you know. Right. Well, they snowmobile up there in the winter a lot. I wonder if they have a, they make you like do check-ins at certain places. I don't think so. I don't think they have check-ins. I don't believe. Not that I've heard or seen anything on, you know. Well, we'll see. That'd be a good time. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Yeah. Zach, what's your hobbies? And outside of work, the thing that takes up the most time is uh, being a volunteer firefighter. Yeah. You enjoy the hell out of that, huh? Oh, yeah. Done it for a little over five years now, since I was a senior in high school. Pretty good deal. You uh, What do you, you get the rush out of it? Is that what it is, the rush of just going in? You get an adrenaline rush, so, like, I'm about four minutes from my station. Uh-huh. So, like, we get a structure fire, like, confirmed. Yeah. You get that adrenaline rush, like, right then and there. Yeah. It's not as bad when you get to the station, get your gear on, get on the truck. But right. once you get out to the scene, it's amped up again right then. 
You know, I was always wondering what's the uh, what's the time limit on those bottles, on those oxygen bottles. So, packs we have now they're uh, thirty minute bottles. That depends on your cardiovascular health, who's wearing it, what kind of work you're doing. They're made generally the last thirty minutes. Yeah. These new air packs that we ordered, we're gonna have forty five minute bottles. Uh huh. You guys, yeah, and you're hooked up to some kind of system that alerts you your bottle yeah, level and everything so it's you wear an scba which is a self-contained breathing apparatus it's basically the same thing as a scuba you just can't go underwater with it uh-huh. and it's got a it's called the pass alarm like after so long it doesn't detect movement they're made to start beeping and going off so like you're in a fire you have someone get trapped under a collapse and they're not conscious that alarm will eventually go off so other firefighters can find them. Oh, gotcha. And, and is it just like an audible, a blinking light, or is it like... It's got flashing lights, got an audible alarm. It, now, is that... I wonder, is do they have ones that are tied into some kind of... Uh... There are packs that would... We didn't, we're not getting them because they're so expensive. Right. We're in a volunteer department. We don't have the budget for it. But say like your incident commander, whoever that is, your chief or whatever... They can all link together to where you can see everybody on an iPad, what their air level is, what their status is. Oh, that, wow. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's great. And, and I, oh, yeah. I was sitting here thinking about, like, audible, visual type of stuff. Yeah. Which I don't know. I've never seen them. But, I mean, nowadays with technology and, like, tracking people, that would be super awesome yeah. to have. You another know? cool thing with – it's another option you can either get or not get the masks that we wear has a little display where you could see your how much air you have left, mm -hmm. all that. It'll start flashing if you're getting low on air. Well, that's sweet. Seems like a ride. I had somebody uh, years back, I don't know, maybe four, five years ago. They are like, dude, you should really, really join the volunteer fire department. And I realized that it's like one of them things. It's like a, call, a calling, if you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I, mm -hmm. just, me personally... I don't have a desire to do it. And they were like, dude, like right. you're all into the rush and whatever. And I think I'd be doing a disservice to people if I just did as I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, like volunteer departments are, they're not getting the applications and people wanting to join because, yeah. I mean, it goes back to inflation and how hard cost of living is. Yeah. Being volunteer, you don't, sure. I only get paid every six months and that's $10 a call. So however many calls I make in that six month period, Right. That's how much I get, you're which not, I'm not in it for the money. Right. You're not getting rich off of it. But but on the flip side of that, what's good about the job that he's doing as a volunteer fireman is that can lead into a full-time job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's his hobby now. Mm -hmm. He enjoys doing it. Why not go into that full-time right. and enjoy what you do? It's your hobby. Yeah. It'd be like me getting paid to ride my side by side. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a good stepping it, stone. Like, most departments have junior programs. Mm -hmm. Like we have right. juniors on our department. Our youngest kid is 16. He's still in high school. Yeah. Right. That's pretty cool. They probably got restrictions. I imagine. Yeah. He, he can't go into a burning building. Right. So he can do work outside the building. If it's on fire, he can't get on the roof and he can't go inside. Understandable though. But yeah, you're, you're so now you're basically in your hobby getting trained for that. If, if that's another opportunity, job opportunity in the future, you know, for him and, Awesome. Since we're so short-staffed, and most of them are, I mean, I like 
that I'm there to be able to help the community. Right. Someone's got to show up to put out the fire. Right. right. Other things, car accidents, all that. Yeah. Or getting a call to or trap guinea pig in a dash of a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, you got to run everybody through that story. We got the call. Even the dispatcher sounded excited to dispatch it when it was coming across the pager. <laughs> uh, yeah, it came across as a guinea pig and trapped in a dash. <laughs> got dressed, grabbed my keys, hat and everything, went out the door, got my truck, started driving to the station. And I was sad when I got to pass train tracks to get to the station. I was coming up on them, and the lights started flashing. The train <laughs> right there. But at that point, we got another page that we got canceled because they got the guinea pig out of the dash. Well, I am so thankful that they they rescued that guinea pig on their own. <laughs> I mean, it, they tie up resources. I mean, come on, come on, guys. If you're out there and you got a guinea pig stuck in the dash, it's just. I mean, maybe I'm crazy. Okay. I love animals. I have dogs and a cat, right? But you got a guinea pig stuff. So you want to tie up a volunteer fire department, any fire department, the resources for that, which I can't imagine. I, I don't know. I don't even know what the parameters are. It seems like dispatch or whoever pick up, be like, yeah, that's not happening. I, I would think. You, you sure that the pig wasn't driving the car? Well, people are probably panicking like who the hell do we call for this i i mean <laughs> well you see all the time you know on, on shows and stuff where a cat's up in a tree and they call the fire department yeah, yeah. you know it's like come on get your ladder out and get that cat down you know get a ladder out ask your neighbor to help you if you're elderly like come on like but come on i will yeah. say a cat in a tree it's probably better to call the fire department and let them handle it because they're trained to do it Instead of you climbing right. up the ladder, falling out of the tree, and then you got to call the fire department anyways. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's yeah. an excellent uh, observation. That's because he does this kind of work, and he's probably seen that. So I had an uncle one time that shot a squirrel. It didn't fall out of the tree, so he climbed up in the tree to get the squirrel. He fell out of the tree and broke his back. Oh, my gosh. There you go. Yes. So he's right. That is true. Yeah. I mean we're not really meant to climb in trees tying up resources like my department we don't have people manning the station 24 7 yeah. we're all we get the call we're coming from home mm -hmm. we're out and about with our family depending on what we're doing we'll respond to the station and right still can't get over this hamster what guinea pig right yeah. guinea pig in the dash <laughs> oh gosh little that's probably the most interesting call i've had <laughs> I would say so. But, uh, yeah, when I joined, I was 18 years old. It was my second semester, senior year of high school. I think being on that department, like, doing those kinds of things has, like, helped me grow as a person. Yeah. It helped me mature a lot quicker than normal. Bro, right, you're, I mean, oh, you're yeah. dealing with serious stuff. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Which, serious, not serious, you start to develop a habit for being cool under pressure whatever yeah. you know all right lance your hobby you ain't got to your hobby yet uh you know it mowing grass right? <laughs> mowing grass number one no just kidding <laughs> I, you said you enjoyed i do it. enjoy it but you know my wife would have it be known that i only enjoy it to get out of helping around inside the house that may or may not be true but i do enjoy 
admit never it. Admit I, no, I would never. I would never <laughs> admit that because I would never do that. But uh, listen to this podcast. <laughs> I, you know, I really. It's hard to pinpoint a hobby because I've got a lot that I rotate through to keep things different. You know, I mm-hmm. probably for me, my favorite thing to do. I definitely love to shoot. Mm-hmm. I target shoot a lot. Uh, not as much as I want to currently because you know the rigors of life if you will have kind of overtaken a lot of a lot of hobbies but i just dabble in a lot really like i i'm not an alcoholic but i do like to drink bourbon Uh, i don't do it all day every day but it's something that i uh i enjoy to do i like messing around in my garden i think it's pretty cool uh i'm not a great gardener so if anybody's got any information on how to help me do that uh just drop it in the comments below because I mean I my plants look terrible. I'm actually shocked. I have a bunch of tomatoes right now. And uh by a bunch I mean probably red tomatoes you're talking? Yeah. Well they're not they're not ripe yet. They're green. Oh, okay. You know, but I got, you know, just a bunch of different there's probably four or five different types of tomatoes I got going in the garden, which I know it's super, super exciting for the podcast. So everybody out there listen, I know you're just <laughs> on the edge of your sheet your seat. <laughs> but um Outside of that, um, I've dabbled in diving when I lived in Hawaii. I really like to dive. That all came to a screeching halt. I ruptured my eardrum on my last dive that I did. I do enjoy golfing, but again, golfing golfing's a hobby that takes that'll take a lot of time out of your day. Mm-hmm. If you're as bad as I am, let me tell you. <laughs> whatever some oh, we can golf this in two hours. I don't think so. You got me out there teeing off like i know what i'm doing absolutely do not i have hit many of houses and that's another thing living on a golf course that's a terrible yeah. idea this is a very bad idea i don't which i i asked somebody about that who's an avid golfer my father-in-law and i said what would possess somebody to buy a house on a golf course and uh maybe i'm wrong maybe it's it beautiful for else. one it's usually it's beautiful grass yeah it is but he said they're diehard these people are diehard golfers yes so they want nothing more than to live that close to a place they can golf whenever they want like living on a lake open having the a garage, boat drive yeah. the golf cart out you're right there you're right yeah. there you're right i, there. I mean it. it makes sense yeah, oh, yeah i mean but it's like me and my side beside at the hotel i'm gonna drive right out on the right out there yeah, but you're not dodging golf balls while you're flipping a burger on your Weber grill in the backyard. You got a point. And you fling that fucking oh golf ball. Oh my gosh. How many times do you think people get smoked by that'd be a good thing to know. How many people die from getting clubbed by a golf ball each year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there has to be people that have been killed in their backyard living on a golf course. Yeah. Be a Google thing, wouldn't it? Yeah, we'd have to Google have that to for Google sure. That. Because I mean, dude, I hit I don't know. I can't tell you how many houses I hit. These they have evolved out there on these golf courses, and they got plexiglass windows. Yeah, I can imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, just unbelievable. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to live on a golf course. I don't care how much I like golf. Not living on a golf course. Most places that you live on a golf course, I think, is an HOA too. So that's a no go for me. Yeah, there ain't no way. You know, um, funny story though about my uh, my bourbon drinking and um you know I was I was in a bit of shock that this happened at the time but you know I'm 
we've already talked about this before, but we're going to talk about it again because people on the podcast have not heard this. Um, but uh, so I buy this uh, this nice bottle of bourbon, some Kentucky Owl Batch Eleven, and I know you guys don't really dabble in drinking, but mm-hmm. you know, it cost me you know quite a bit of money. Right, this bottle of bourbon. I had some friends come over, and uh, as we're sitting there, I have this bottle out, and the glass is laid out for everybody to pour themselves to drink, and. Uh, I run upstairs to get my swimming trunks on, and when I come back downstairs, a friend of mine he's cracking open a bottle, an unopened bottle of some some scotch I got, which is a nice bottle of scotch. Right. But uh, I am still in shock. What would possess a man to do that? And if you're listening out there, if you ever hear this podcast, what the fuck were you thinking, dude? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what in the hell? Was he already drunk? Maybe. No, no. <laughs> we hadn't even cracked open a bottle of bourbon yet. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, I take the back. I did crack it open, but nobody had poured themselves a drink yet. It is no big deal, really, but it's kind of silly. Don't do that. That's a dumb move. May as well just walk into your house any time of the day and just go through your pantry, open up the fridge. I mean, <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> According to Google, it says about 40,000 people are injured by golf balls and lose club heads. And loose club heads every year, but a lot of people play golf, and very few of these are fatal, although a few are. Wow, but forty thousand! Forty thousand people a year are injured by golf yeah. balls and loose club heads every year. Forty thousand people. That's a lot of people, Dude, but that's a lot. I mean, compared to how many people play golf, you know, you think about how many people play golf. It's got to be millions, right? You know, so oh gosh, who knows? So it's probably a very small amount, you know, percentage wise, but yeah, but yeah, I'm sure it does happen. I mean, shoot. Could you imagine you're like walking around smoked by a golf ball? You wouldn't, I don't think you'd know what happened. You'd be, you'd wake up on the, in the backyard. Like what the hell just happened with random people standing over the top of you? I think a bigger number would be, um, how many windows get broke on, on golf courses. You well, think about like the said, windows. Not anymore. Not anymore. These, they they have plexiglass windows. Plexiglass windows. Yeah, I hit a golf ball into somebody's big back window. Yeah, and it was a very distinct sound. I'm like, oh gosh, I broke that window. This guy we were golfing was like, oh, don't worry about it. They don't have it's not glass windows. It's all plexiglass. It's all right. It didn't sound all right. <laughs> I mean, it was a sound that you know you heard. It stood out. You know, huh? Are wearing a hard hat, <laughs> cutting grass. I mean, dude, a hard hat. Say your PPE on while you're cutting yeah. grass. But your hockey, you'd have to wear a hockey helmet because that hard hat ain't going to protect that nose, you know? True. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay. And on that on that topic of what we were talking about with uh, hobbies, you know, something that is like a huge interest to my wife's that I wasn't too excited about was traveling. You know, now that we started traveling a little bit, I've had a pretty good time traveling. Yeah, I'll be honest. It it, it is it is kind of nice to just kind of get out of get out of this area. Which I don't know if I'm just tired of the Midwest right now, and I just want to move on. You know, but every time we travel, I have a great time. Which obviously, it's in a vacation setting, style, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be like that when you move. But and you're not going to work every day. All right, that always helps. Yeah, that does help. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of like whenever I'm on vacation, I don't realize the heat. Like, usually, like, I'm on vacation. It's in the summer. It's 95 degrees. 
but I'm on the beach and I'm swimming in a pool and I'm, you know, or swimming right. in the ocean. You don't realize how hot it really is. Cause you're always in water, you right. know? Yeah. Um, so vacation always adds another element. I, I think if you ended up moving to that destination, wherever it's at and you got a job and you started working there, it might be a little different. You know, I don't know if it's a Midwest thing or if it's yeah. because you're not working because you're, you know, you're in a completely different mindset. Yeah. You know, well, well, back on the subject of me living in Hawaii, I'll be honest with you. I really, really enjoyed living in Hawaii. I mean, it was, it honestly, it was awesome. And if I, I think if I could move back, I probably would. The only, the only problem with Hawaii is you're, you're locked. You know what I mean? Like you're on, you're on a rock. People get what they call island fever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't remember. We took a, we took a drive around the island. I lived on Oahu and, um, I don't know how long or short the drive was. It was not very long, but I'm telling you right now, it's beautiful everywhere you go. I mean, people who live in Hawaii, man, you guys, yeah, obviously every, every area has their challenges or whatever, but dude, that place is, it's unbelievable. Like to live in, like we did something new all the time, went on new hikes all the time. And I lived there for gosh, four years. It was always awesome. Like I never, I never got tired of the beach and the the beautiful weather. I mean, their weather is, it's awesome. If it's raining where you're at, just get in the car and drive to the other side of the island. And it's nine times out of 10, you'll find a dry spot. Speaking of the other side of the island, how big is Hawaii? How how big is it? Either I, I don't know. You said drive to the other side of Hawaii. How long does it take you to drive to the other side of the island if you decided well, to so do I that? Lived in, uh, I live by the Dole Pineapple Plantation, which is probably 15 minutes from North Shore. We would maybe, maybe 15, maybe 10. I don't know. But uh, we would drive. It was like 30 minutes to Honolulu. Probably. I bet it took about maybe around an hour. Just that depends on traffic, though, because right. traffic is so sporadic in Hawaii. Like, it, I mean, times of the day, it didn't matter. The rush hour. It was like, it could be always, you know what I mean? Or you could, you know, flow right. of traffic would be okay. You know, but mm -hmm. it was never like, like here, you know, you know when to expect traffic. Right. There, it's not that way at all. But yeah, it's probably, probably not. Maybe, maybe all the way around the island. And I could be wrong because it's been a while since I lived there. But maybe two and a half hours, three hours all the way around the island. It's maybe. So no, it's and, kind of the size of a big city almost. Yeah, it was... uh it was awesome though. I, I man, that place is so beautiful. Like everything about it, just stunning. You know what I mean? Right. Like, oh, I've never gosh. been there. I've heard about it, but I've I, never I been. you need to go. But yeah. you definitely. I mean, one time I someday. looked into Hawaii was uh, like if you could be a firefighter there. Yeah, that'd be a cool ass place to be. One. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Their stations. I know some of them are. You walk out the back door. There's the beach. Oh yeah. But can't remember if. When I looked it up, I think you have to be a native of Hawaii to be the first responder there. Yeah, I, I, I could imagine. So they're they're extremely cultural in that area. I, I mean, that's the only way to describe it. And, and you know, I so when my when we were there, my sons we we had them on a flag football team, and uh, in Waiwa is the uh, name of the town there. 
those people are they're really tight knit that that culture like they're super close you know everybody's really close there on the island when we went on the flag we took the kids to the flag football league it was the coolest thing after every one of their games they had these huge potlucks and i'm telling you the pulled pork that they would make Kalua pork is is what the what they would call it. i'm telling you dude this it was <laughs> it was unbelievable they treated us so well you know and and there was always rumors you know about you know outsiders they didn't really take kindly to outsiders much which could that be true maybe they did not treat us like that at all like they were super great people really sometimes you hear stories like that and you wonder if it's not the people involved you know that weren't accepted for a reason maybe they had an issue or right were yeah. a little different yeah but, well you, you know, know i think it's easier to for a lot of people to claim it's everybody else's fault right besides yeah. your own exactly you know what i mean everybody's yeah. Everybody's got problems. Everybody has flaws, and I think sometimes when people have flaws, maybe they don't they don't see them. You know, right, right. so they don't address the problem. Right. Speaking of problems, France. Has anybody been watching this happen with France? I, I saw a little bit France. about it recently, but I haven't dug real deep into it. Oh my gosh, they're burning the place to the ground. What? What it's, reason? It's out of control. So story has it: seventeen-year-old kid. Um, driving down the road, police tried to pull him over and he took off. He, I guess, I don't know a whole lot about France and their traffic laws, whatever, but he, he took off into the bus lane and then got stopped by traffic. So they caught up with him. Right. And when they did, they shot him, killed him. Wow. Right. I'm not going to mention his name. You know, I, I mean, right. you guys can look it up out there. They shot and killed him, and I mean, they burnt this place. I mean, it's not good. Like they are rioting everywhere. It's unbelievable. I mean, they're like, there's people out there running around in Batman costumes. They're opening up the back of vans, and people are piling out like a freaking clown car. Wow! In Batman costumes, there is cars on fire everywhere. Buildings are on fire, collapsing like warehouses. They're shooting tear gas everywhere. Like you remember the unrest that they had over there during the uh, Social Security or whatever age they got bumped to 64, the retirement yeah. age. Yeah. It looks like it's worse than that to me. Oh, wow. So, like, they're just really. So, I guess they're saying the cop shot the 17 year old kid for no good reason. What's your. Yeah. What, what, what uh, you're that's assuming? The, way the masses of people riding or whatever are seeing it, you know? Right. It's kind of crazy to see France like that. I don't know why. I've just never paid, maybe never paid attention to world news, but I mean, they are literally burning this thing to the they, ground. They know how to turn it up to 100%. Yeah. I mean, they are, <laughs> they are all in. It's unbelievable. I mean, I, I seen a, I actually just seen a video. It was a Cinderella horse carriage. Nobody in this thing. Horse barreling down the road. Run. There's people on the, on the sidewalk. You know, over there, they have like, outdoor tables like on the sidewalks or whatever right mm -hmm. runs this lady over she's under the table as they're like filming it's oh wow. my god <laughs> i shouldn't <laughs> laugh but the video i mean if you could imagine a horse barreling down the sidewalk runs over the table with a lady wow. under and it's a cinderella carriage you got to see these videos. It so, has nothing been done to the person that shot the 17-year-old? Is, is that... Well, he's... Uh, let me check my notes real quick because I wrote it down. But um, I guess the protesters are wanting the police to be held responsible for this. 
I don't know what's going through their minds. I can't make right. that assumption. But police officer's been charged with involuntary homicide okay. and is in, in custody. Well, yeah. So they've they've done the authorities have done their job. If that's, I guess I don't know any any what's going. On. I don't know if maybe they wanted more of a charge. I don't know how their laws of their work. Right. I really don't. Right. So I'm ignorant to the topic. Right. But I mean. I would say that it's not a good thing that this cop shot this kid in the car, right? You know, I mean, that's, that seems a little extreme. Right. But again, I don't know. I don't know circumstances. I don't think anybody right. really knows, but I can promise you this. They are not taking it kindly. Right. Uh, they they arrested uh, the article I read, which the number I read in other articles changed, but 21 people, 2,100 people excuse me 2100 people have been arrested and more than 200 police officers have been injured wow yeah it's the real deal like they're not playing right now and and the number i just saw actually tonight uh the last night whatever 2500 people it's up to 2500 people that have been been arrested yeah arrested where are they putting these people i have no idea their jail surely can't be that big 2500 people it's unbelievable i mean i don't go to jail very often but usually they're over here, they're almost all full anyway, right. and then they're not that big to start with. Yeah. So I don't know what you do with 2,500 people other than you go to a big warehouse right, and, and guard it you know, with yeah. guards or something. But you probably don't have a whole lot of guards left over because they're out fighting the crowd. Right. So I don't know what you would do there. And here's another. Where are they getting all these police officers? Mm. Are they just like running around and, hey, you want to be a cop? I don't know what's going on over there. That's the, the videos I'm seeing, I mean, it's crazy. Like, it honestly, it makes a lot of stuff that we've seen here in America. Right. Kind of look a little low level. And I'm not inciting violence at all. Right. But, like, it, it's, like, it's crazy over there. We've had some bad stuff here, for sure. Yeah, I mean. We have. I, I don't think anything is, is on this level that I've seen. Oh. It's weird. Like, it's almost. Well, you, you know how it is. There, there's, like, there might be people. There, there's a group of people out there who think who think there's wrongdoing, and then there's the rest who just want to be a part of something, right? Whether like they don't even care about the situation. In my opinion, you're running around a Batman costume, and it it doesn't stop there. Like there there are all sorts of like characters. I've seen an Iron Man, somebody dressed up like an Iron Man, people in like <laughs> freaking bear outfits. It's crazy. Like it's weird. Like could you imagine like you just waltzing around like in a costume because somebody got killed and that's the way you're justifying what I, I mean, I don't, again, I'm not trying to get too involved in this because I don't have, I don't have dog in this fight at all, which right. might sound weird. I, I don't know how it sounds, but just the way I'm feeling this is you're out there dressed like Iron Man and Batman because 17 year old kid got shot and killed. That's how you're right. You're, you're dealing with the situation. What a weird concept. Like, I, it's a little, little extreme. You know, I, I just like the protesters here. Um, I think things could be handled a lot better right. than what they were. You know, I, I don't think the answer to burning things down and harming other people is the answer. Yeah. You know, um, I don't have all the answers, but that sure don't seem like a great thing to do. You know, to, to, for a protest, not a good way to remember somebody getting shot and killed no. by wearing an Iron Man costume. I, no. I don't really know, but uh. Another thing I'll speak because I guess it's kind of political, but uh, White House, 
cocaine. Oh, yeah. I mean, how about that? Like, they're just at some point, surely somebody, a publicist or somebody sitting around just scratching their head like, I have the best resume building effort of all time. Right. Like, it has to be something like that. Like, oh, yeah, just magically cocaine. And I don't know the background story. It did the timelines of who's been there and, you know, and by who's been there, we all know who. Right. It's probably responsible for the cocaine that's been found. The powdery substance that was tested turned to be cocaine. Right. You know, this is something we talked about earlier. You're not slipping cocaine past these elite level dogs. No. Like, so to me, it sounds like one big inside thing, which, you know, I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there it's, but I, it's the White House. You bring cocaine in the White House. These dogs are not. They're not just straight attack dogs. These are probably multi-layered. I mean, you know for sure they have bomb-sniffing dogs, right? which are definitely probably more than likely trained to sniff drugs, too. Which, if we had somebody we knew in the crowd that's listening, please fill us in. I am. I feel like these dogs are sniffing cocaine. True. So it's got to be inside, right? Like, ah, don't, don't worry about it. Sure seems that way. Yeah, it seems kind of like somebody had a little cocaine. They're like, just make sure the dogs don't, you know, act crazy. Take them to the other room or something. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem legit to have it in there. How could they get it in there and not be recognized somehow, some way? It does not make sense to me at all. Makes zero. Yeah. Zero sense. Yeah. There seems there's there's, uh, some in that family that have a history with cocaine. So correct. Crack one weekend, the pictures get released of the crack and the 172 in the Porsche. Right. Cocaine the next. But again, I don't know timelines. Like, you know, somebody had said, oh, yeah, but they the, they weren't there, right? That's an awfully convenient statement to make. Yeah. Right. Like, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know. Which, you know, I was I was talking with somebody and they, they were listening to the podcast and they were like, you seem really almost like a MAGA, you know? Make America Great Again pitch, right? And if you're listening and you're going to turn it off because you think I'm anti-Democrat and pro-Republican, I'm just pointing out facts. That's all. This has nothing to do with a political view at all. It's just crazy. I don't care what color you're representing, the red or blue, the Republican-Democrat party. If it were the other way around, they would have the same heyday that I'm having because it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is going on? At this point, I feel like they're just running with it. You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, they let's just throw as many crazy stories as we can. So they can be like, well, at least they partied hard. <laughs> <laughs> they had a great time. They ran the White House. Guess on that, uh, guess I can get into the topic that I have for tonight. And what you got? So if you're a big movie fan, there's a really great movie that I think is coming out called Oppenheimer. This movie comes out July 21st. There's some pretty top name actors in here. Which one of my favorite actors is Cillian Murphy. Uh-huh. He's played Peaky Blinders, he's Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Yeah. And he's playing Julius Robert Oppenheimer. There's also Emily Blunt. She plays Kitty Oppenheimer, which is his wife in the movie. Robert Downey Jr.'s in there. Robert Downey Jr.? I didn't know that. Yeah. We got Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> and I don't know if you've uh Heard of this actor? He's been in uh, he played uh, in Bohemian Rhapsody. Rami Malik. Yeah, is that the, is that the the lead singer of the movie? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, this one's kind of interesting, which I think he's 
kind of made a name for himself in the acting world, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh. Who's this? Josh Peck. I need to look a picture of this guy up. You'll probably remember him. I mean, if you ever watched Drake and Josh when you're growing up. No. He's a uh, he's pretty I've cool. Never heard guy. of Drake and Josh. Is he is he like a side actor or something? So he plays Kenneth Bainbridge, which is in the movie and going along with this, it's based on a true story. He's an American physicist in the movie. Oh, okay. I see. I see him. Yeah. Josh Peck is kind of big in the influencer world. Yeah. And all that stuff started getting popular. Right. Description for the movie. It's a documentary following Julius Robert Oppenheimer's journey from an ambitious scientist to a man tormented by the central role he played in the development of the atomic bomb. Yeah. You had mentioned it uh, the other day talking. uh, We were just talking at work. And I had seen I seen a movie trailer for it a while back, and it it was like they did a, a damn fine job with the trailer. Like it, the way they built it up was the budget for this movie is a hundred million dollars, and Christopher Nolan's the director. Yeah, well, it sounds to me like their uh, their budget is right. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not. I don't really pay attention to budgets in the movie until the other day we were kind of looking over budgets. That is way lower of a budget than a lot of movies we've seen, and I think this movie is going to draw probably a big crowd. I mean, especially with Cillian Murphy as the main guy in the movie, so many people right. think he's such like an awesome actor, especially because of Peaky Blinders. You know, we were talking about the budget thing the other day, and for some reason, I don't know why, but I wasn't thinking about part of the budget is the people getting paid. You know, the actors mm-hmm. th- that's their that's their living, right? You know, so the, it. I don't know how, how long does it take to make a movie like this? I mean, is this a six month deal? Is this a year long deal? I mean, I, I don't I know don't how know. long it takes, but if it's a year long deal and these people, they're all celebrities, mm-hmm. you know, they're not making hundred thousand dollars a year. Come right. on, you know, they're making good money. So with that in mind, a lot of that budget goes to all those people that are, that are getting paid all those, all those actors, yeah. you know, yeah. Um, the guy that, that is writing it. You know, doing all that, he's got to get paid. You know, there's a lot in the end of that. So when you when you stop and think about it, it's, to me, when I first heard a hundred million, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, but when you divide it out, there's probably how many people getting paid, right? You know, that build the set. That there's a lot of people involved. Well, you know, I wonder if in them movies they do like partial upfront, right, and then they go with the rest of the contract based off of how well the movie does. Because I know Robert Downey Jr. If, I mean, I could be wrong. He did that with Iron Man. Yeah. Oh, really? And that, like, changed his life because he, like, made some kind of deal to where it was, like, royalties and, like, all this stuff. So this dude, like, by him doing the contract the way he did, made far more because they they thought it was going to do okay, but they never imagined it was going to be, like, where Robert Downey Jr. is now versus what he was. He was a drug addict at one point. Yeah. Really turned his life around. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like a commission based on most. You do well. This movie does well. I think this movie's going to do really well. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little bit longer of a movie. So if you go to watch it in theaters, kind of be prepared. It's a three hour movie. I'll watch it for sure. It's kind of like even like the movie from a Hollywood aspect versus the reality of that. Could you imagine having the weight of that? Like, dude, that's a lot of that's a lot of serious weight on your shoulders being the guy because that's what he was, right? The, the lead scientist on the Manhattan Project, correct? Yeah. So, like, that's I mean, you've got 
you would almost think that these people have God complex or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Oppenheimer guy. I mean, people credited him as they kind of gave him a title as the father of the atomic bomb. Yeah, that's serious. And then that that led the charge to where we are now, mm-hmm. where that's a fear. So he was he was born April twenty second in nineteen oh four. He he died February eighteenth, nineteen sixty seven. Which is the year I was born. When he was asked to uh, work on the Manhattan Project, he ended up be, being the director at the uh, Los Alamos Laboratory during World War II in 1943. That's when they started working on this project. Yeah. Some of his education, he went to Harvard University and got his bachelor's in chemistry in 1925. He was also, he went to Christ College in Cambridge, and I'm probably going to butcher this one name, but it's University of Göttingen, where he got his Ph.D. in physics. He's a pretty smart dude. Yeah. Sounds like he's got a laundry. I mean, regardless of the background and education, I mean, he come up with this uh, concept for nuclear. I don't know. I don't know if he came up with the concept, but he definitely. He contributed to uh, theoretical physics involved in quantum mechanics and nuclear physics. What a job title. Yeah. I would not want any part of that. Like, again, that goes back to the. The drive, like you got to have the drive, like almost like a. I don't want. I don't even know. I can't even say that. Does anybody ever have a calling to be a nuclear physicist? I want. You know what I mean? Or is it just like a money thing? They see like, well, you know, I'm already smart enough to get any degree I want. They understand. They have to understand that they're just different, like mentally. You know how smart they are, right? But then to like shift your focus towards nuclear stuff, like. I don't know. You know I, is it a calling? Is it not? I, I, I think people have interest in it, I would think. You know, it's it's their interest. Some people love math. Yes. And there's a lot of math involved. Yeah. Right. Quantum mechanics and all that. All right. So do you know what the Trinity test is? Uh-uh. That's the very first test of a nuclear weapon that they ever did. Yeah. So it was the code name of the first detonation of a nuclear weapon. It was conducted by the U.S. Army at 5.29 a.m. on July 16, 1945, in the Jornada del Morto Desert in New Mexico. Huh. And uh, there was 425 people present that watched this thing go off. Equivalent of 25 kilotons of TNT. Gosh, wow. Yeah. That is ridiculous. One of the interesting things I think about it is Oppenheimer remarked a quote, from a Hindu scripture, when he saw this thing go off, means now I am become death, destroyer of worlds. Wow. Yeah, well, literally, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he got into it kind of as a good thing at first, and then once he like actually saw what he helped create, it messed him up. Yeah. And, like, he ended up becoming like an advocate against using nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you create it. Because it's like anything. You see... When you see the numbers on on anything, right, you just chalk it up to a number. But when you see that number become a reality, like, you know, there's no way to describe I guess, so, like, these videos that have been popping across my YouTube, completely off-subject, but kind of similar. It's like, you hear about car crashes at X amount of speed. Yeah. And we'll, you know, like, oh, yeah, that, you know, 
It's a devastating crash. There's this YouTube channel, something, and they're filming car crashes at like like crazy speeds, up to like 250. Wow. And what it does, it's unbelievable. Like there was this, it was maybe a Charger or a Challenger, and they just step by step, but it looks like a 30, 60, and it was like up to whatever. It was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Like I was actually shocked what the crash was. I think it was a challenger. Have you seen this video? I've seen videos like that, yeah. Whatever the speed was, I was shocked by how it turned this car into a tin can. Yeah. At a speed that I was like, I couldn't believe it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Def, like, shoved the, the engine bay back into the, like, completely into the backseat of the car. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I get, like I said, numbers are just numbers until you see what that number is in right. real life, you know? Hoping this movie's gonna turn out to be pretty great. They've done a pretty good job with it, yeah. following this guy's story and everything. Well, it's probably it's probably a movie that's such an important. What no matter what you think about nuclear and war, like it's an important movie to show because anybody who might be aspiring to do something with nuclear power, whatever is a career, mm-hmm. you know, again, showing reality of the power of, that people have that develop these nuclear weapons and not just nuclear weapons you know we nuclear power plants nuclear powered whatever that's that's a big thing you know i i think i saw something the other day on this about um is it going to be black and white that movie it seemed like they filtered the colors of the movie out i I think i know what you're talking about almost like an antique-ish like uh, not necessarily i guess it's like an antique vibe but it's more of like a a gloomy feel from the the stuff I've watched. Okay. You know, that's what I I saw something on it. I wasn't sure if it, if it meant black and white or what they were doing with the coloring, but I I knew they were doing something different. Yeah. I thought on it. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch because like all of what he contributed to all this. I mean, that was a turn, turning point in the war. Right. I mean, they used these bombs to bomb Japan. Right. In that war, creating the thing and being the pilot, dropping. These two bombs. Do you ever hear the story about when they dropped them, like the out of the planes? Like they weren't sure if those planes were gonna make it out of the like danger zone, the blast or radius yeah. or whatever. Wow, gosh, Which I did not know that. Pretty, they made it, but they didn't know. Yeah, they were uncertain. It's mm-hmm. like a kamikaze mission or something. Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah, what a like. Hey, you're the guy. Go ahead and get in that plane. We're not sure what's gonna happen. Which they probably didn't even tell these guys. They're probably. Like, you got this. And as soon as the dude turned around in his flight suit to walk away, they're like, oh. right. And I know you can't see my face yet, but that brings me to my next point, which is not related to nuclear power or any, any kind of craziness. We will be shooting film next week. More than likely uh, the way it's chalking up. We're going to start the filming podcast. Uh, we got a special location. And also on that note, we're going to start bringing in special guests. I'm actually, I yeah. was, I'll be honest, guys. I was looking forward to bringing on a guest today. Right. Thought it would have been a good, interesting take and get somebody's outside perspective on different things and different stories, you know, get involved because everybody's got a story. Oh, yeah. And we know some people that got some, <laughs> they got some stories. We know lots of people with stories. Yeah. But uh, it'd, be, it'd be a cool take. Hopefully, everybody out there. Who's listening will enjoy it. And hey, I think every podcast that we've done so far, we've mentioned, you know, people 
dropping a comment. And listen, this is this is for the benefit of the podcast. So please drop a comment. If there's anything you don't like, and maybe you're afraid to comment or or whatever, it would be interesting, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, you're right. To get some perspective. So drop it in the comments below. Yeah, especially on anything audio or when we get the video up and going. Is it I mean I'm doing all the editing right now, so any kind of feedback helps. Yeah, which I think you're doing a great job editing. Oh, yeah. Hold and another thing we've been working on, um, constantly trying to improve something, right? To make it more professional, if you will. But uh the audio. Hopefully we got the audio situated this podcast. We we're using a new platform. Uh shout out to unknown company. Uh there. Reaper. Oh, Reaper. Oh, gosh, Zach, you came out swinging. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a whole lot better than what I was using. Yeah, easier, more in-depth. Yeah. Probably one of them things, too, when you figure it all out, you'll be able to get better and better with it, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like everything, you do it more and more, you get better at it. Right, sure. right. But uh, what what what's the uh, this podcast to be dropping on? I don't even know the date. What's going to be the date? Dropping on Tuesday morning, so that's going to be... It'll be on the 11th. The 11th. So if you're listening to it on the 11th, hopefully by the end of the day on the 11th, we get some feedback, you know. And, and if, you, if you're not going to comment below, hey, feel free. Go ahead, hit us up if you know us in person. Reach out to the Twitter. We're trying to get our platform that we're releasing on Podbean. We can't link our Facebook yet because they're having issues, but we have our Twitter on there. Yeah, Twi- Twitter. Hit us up on Twitter. Podbean has comment section. Um, probably push Instagram here in the next whenever. You know, we'll figure that out. But I mean, we don't do a whole lot of pictures, but video feed would be cool. Anyway, um, that's all I got for the week. Uh, you guys got anything else? Uh, move on to our other subjects or no? Oh, yeah. Gosh darn. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we took up a little bit of time talking about ourselves yeah. in the first half of this podcast, but. Yeah, we got some other topics we can talk about. Actually, an important one, too. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, no, it's huge. Yeah. It's catastrophic. Yeah, there was a little incident in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Carowinds Amusement Park had a little incident. The uh, Fury won 325, which 325 is how tall the roller coaster is. It's 325 feet tall. Uh, it was shut down and uh, kind of a funny story a gentleman and his his uh family if you will daughter son uh niece and a a friend of the sons they were all there at the park for the day it was a hot day and so he was going to go out and start the car in the parking lot is at the end of the day and and the kids have been riding rides all day and he's out in the parking lot and uh happens to look up at this roller coaster this fury 325 and he happens to see a crack in in a main structure and he's, as he's watching it, a roller coaster goes by and he sees daylight through this crack in this main structure of the roller coaster. Now, keep in mind, his daughter and niece had been on this roller coaster about eight times this, this day. Wow. His son and his son's friends been on it four times. That's a lot of times. That's for a lot of times. I don't know about you guys, but I could never ride a roller coaster that much because it took two hours to get on it usually, yeah. <laughs> you know. But But anyway, I guess this wasn't a busy day. I don't know. But anyway, so he he sees this roller coaster and he's like, oh, my gosh, you know, so he he grabs his phone like everybody does nowadays. Right. And uh, he starts taking video of, of this roller coaster. He proceeds to uh, go to the security, go to people that work at the park. Didn't feel the sense of urgency, if you will, 
from them that they needed to shut this ride down. Now that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? That was my thought. Why in the world? Lance, if you were a worker there and somebody come up to you and said, hey, man, this thing's got a crack and this roller coaster is moving when that roller coaster goes by, what would be your first reaction? So, <laughs> I mean, come my on. My first reaction, if you can imagine, you know, they got outside them dealerships and little balloon things that wave right. their arms up ahead that i'd been running around screaming <laughs> get off the ride you know i'd been freaking out oh yeah how about you Zach? what would you have done would you would you go well let me think about it i mean oh you're probably just seeing something you're, you know no way i would have to go take a look at it and make sure that's, yeah that's the first thing i'd do yeah or you look at his phone right yeah, show me he, on your phone yeah, let take me, a picture let me of it. it yeah so anyway yeah he told security didn't feel like the urgency was there Right. So now he's waiting on his kids to come out. They come out. He shows them and they're like, oh, my gosh. You know? Yeah. So they they're leaving. They're heading home. He's like, he did not feel comfortable that they were going to shut that ride down. It's Fourth of July weekend. This place is going to be crazy. He's thinking people are going to get killed. I can't have this on my conscience. So he calls the Charlotte Fire Department. They they have a hotline to this place. You yeah. can imagine they're probably there all the time. Right. You know, they probably know him by name, uh -huh. you know. So anyway, they uh, they contact him, and, and he said just a matter of like 10 minutes later, they call him back and said, hey, the ride has been shut down. So now this guy feels good. Yeah. Luckily for him, he he was there and looked up and saw it. How many people would look up and think to look at that, you know? Right. But, uh, but yeah, this... This coaster, this Fury 325, this thing is a stinking, it, it's, a, it's a neat roller coaster. Uh -huh. You know, it, it's a nice, nice piece. But, you know, the, the, the parks uh, maintenance team, they do daily inspections on this thing. I don't know about you, but I've never, I've never counted how many, you know, six flags of Sarah Local. There is a lot of rides there. Yeah. Can you imagine what kind of crew it would take to inspect everything every day? Yeah. There's probably a designated crew to each. It would have to ride. be. Well, you, you say that, but everybody's running lane. You yes. know what I mean? They cut, yes. they cut as many. They want to run as lane as they possibly can, which I understand from, from a business perspective, which I'm not a businessman, but they don't want to over, overdo the employees because they're losing profit. Right. 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 This is a uh, prime example of. Uh, yeah. Uh, don't even get me started. Yeah. This, this roller coaster, this thing is, you know, I told you it's 325 feet tall. It's considered a giga coaster, which a giga coaster is any any coaster has a drop between 300 and 399 feet, and it fits that category. Yeah, it's one of the world's tallest, most most popular coasters. Thing reaches 95 miles an hour. Wow! Imagine 95 mile an hour on a roller coaster. I wonder how fast it, it's going when it goes around that turn because I notice it. Yeah, pillar there that's right. cracked or broke now because you can see clear through it how right. fast they're going when they go around that turn i have no idea but it's i'm sure it's moving well, the amount of force for sure oh. you can, i mean moving when it's you're a pretty sharp turn oh it, yeah. it's a it's a hard it looks like a 180 degree hairpin turn almost hey and keep in mind there's 32 passengers on that train so you got 32 people going through that corner on that Not we don't know what the weight of of the cars or right. the train is but 32 people at an average of 200 pounds a person that's a lot of weight well the amount of like again the amount of force on there because that you know your hairpin that's where you're getting the g-force because oh yeah correct me if i'm wrong but it looked like it was almost sideways in that turn yes. right yes so that i mean that's a lot of force oh yeah yeah i don't know what the math on that is but it's got to be way up there we need that physicist right yeah get my crystal ball out yeah, yeah. <laughs>
But you, you're talking about this thing is a mile and a quarter long, this wow. roller coaster, okay? So we need a crew to inspect this whole thing every day. It's a mile and a quarter long. It's 325 feet tall. Uh-huh. How big a crew is it going to take just to do that one roller coaster and do a good job? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's crazy. They actually just celebrated in June, I believe they said, the 500,000th rider on that roller coaster. 500,000 people have ridden that thing since the opening. It debuted in uh, March of 2015, so it's eight years old. So it's been 500,000 people ride that thing yeah. uninjured, you know, right. pretty impressive. It's the, the, a company in Switzerland actually uh, designed and built this. Um, I don't know if I should mention their name or not. But, I wouldn't. Okay, but I won't mention that. But uh, they designed and built it, and they have been building since they have been designing and building roller coasters all around the world since 1988. They have never had a fatality due to a malfunction of their equipment they've designed or built since 1988. This was about to be the first, probably, you know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even consider that a malfunction. That's This thing probably started off as a crack. And yes. And didn't catch it. And right. it got to the point where it's completely broke. Right. It really should have been caught. There and actually, there's a, uh, the North Carolina, the North, there's a, there's a, there's a state agency in North Carolina that actually goes around once a year and inspects these oh, amusement okay. parks, you know. And uh, they were there in February. And apparently in February, it was fine. You know, they did not see any issues. Yeah. I wonder if, when that state agency goes around, I wonder if they x-ray the cracks. I don't know X-ray that. the welds of the... Oh, right. I doubt it. I Man, doubt could that. could you imagine how yeah. much the time it would take to x-ray everything? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I'm sure it's a visual. Right. It's the North Carolina Department of Labor's Elevator and Amusement Device Bureau. And they're actually there. They were there uh, Tuesday actually looking it over and inspecting it, you know, to see. And, and they said they would probably, the company that actually built it from Switzerland, they would actually probably actually do the repair on it, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'll be the one coming and doing the repair on it and making sure everything's right, you know? But yeah, I, I just, there's a lot of amusement parks in this country yeah, around the whole world. And there are a lot of incidents that have happened over the years. But for the amount of people that go through them, it's kind of amazing there isn't more people get hurt. It is. You know? There was uh, other incidents I, I made a note of that um, you remember the boy, I believe he was from this area that fell from the free fall in Orlando. They had a free fall ride yeah. and he, the, the seat malfunctioned and he come flying out and yeah. was killed. You know, that was, that was pretty recent. Like a couple of years ago. That was ago. in 2022, March of 22. Yeah. yeah. How terrible, you know? Yeah. In 2010, there was a 12 year old girl. She was at a, a park. There was it, you dropped without a harness or anything a hundred feet uh, into a net, and the operator forgot to put the net out. He released her and didn't put the net out. How do you do? How do you forget to put the net out? Yeah, he did. The operator he he was charged with negligence. Mm -hmm. You how, know how old was this operator? Uh, it didn't say. Like I mean, when I take my family to Six Flags, right? They usually have a lot of young like high school kids looking for summer jobs that right aren't very experienced with these things i agree and unfortunately that's a lot of high school kids or just out of high school college kids are running these things and and, and it probably comes back to a lot of training too you know yeah. there's not a whole lot of training going right. on because they're short-staffed you know well you know um my my son is a lifeguard it, it's not the same thing at all is running op, being an operator one of these rides but it's something that we talked about was the uh 
basically staying fresh. You know what I'm saying? They have something, they have some kind of system there to where they rotate their lifeguards every so often. And and it's not like a standard, standard work break. It's like something, I think it's a little bit, a little bit more beefed up because they want, they don't want them getting complacent. Right. Which is a great thing. And I wonder how often they rotate out people, like you said, running these rides because ultimately, you know, go to six flags, you go to Disney, wherever, They've got the crew coming through and they're checking, they're they're pulling on your your harnesses or whatever you're wearing to make sure. Right. You know. But you figure, well, half a million riders celebrated in June. Right. Are you gonna get complacent? Which that's that's kind of besides besides the point, because that that's a whole new thing. That's an, an inspection process, which we know a thing or two about, right? You know, right. we, we yeah. do a little bit of that. Right. From time to time in our career field. But that break, going back to that roller coaster, that right. break, it, it was a clean break. Yeah. And something I didn't mention earlier was, I, and I couldn't find for sure how it was turned in, but there was a lady that had taken a picture of that area of the roller coaster a week before this guy spotted this, okay, right, right. And, and turned the video in. And you could see that the crack had just started uh-huh. a week before. I, I saw that picture. Yeah. So... And it was obvious in the picture, you could see the crack. And I, I find it hard to believe that these guys were looking over the structure right. much at all, or they would have seen this crack, you know? Um, well, when, when was that picture taken? It was uh, June 24th, I believe it was. So maybe the maybe it's a quarterly quarterly structural inspection, maybe? No, daily. They do dailies. They do daily. They do daily. It's structural? Well, they didn't say. They said daily inspection. They don't say structural. Yeah. They don't. They don't say. They said, so they probably said daily to church it up legally to make it sound legit, so they can pass off the what the responsibility for the yeah. problem on who on the maintenance group. on the maintenance group. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I will too. Yeah, yeah. Which luckily, luckily, this wasn't a disaster, right? You know, which it got essentially got caught. You know, right. and. and you know, for those of you out there, listen, we work in the world of uh, repair and inspections and whatever. How much gets talked about, you know, whatever. We're, we're just, we'll just leave it at that. You know, there's things that get brought up that we'll just leave it at that. Yeah. But from the, from the picture from the week before to the point of it completely breaking and moving. Right. You know, I'm sure every day it got a little worse, a little worse till it finally broke. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It just seems odd to me that it got that far out of right. hand. When it's out in the open, it wasn't hidden. Seems a little odd. But. Well, here's a question. On that break, does anybody know how high up that was? Well. Because it looks pretty high. It's taller than the trees for sure. Oh, if yeah. I've seen the picture, it's above the tree line. Yes, it is. Where that spot's at from the picture of the video I saw, it's not accessible. No. So you would have to... I just... I would almost like to see how high it was because right. you almost have to be zoomed in. Maybe, possibly. I don't know. You know, I, again, I haven't, I haven't looked a whole lot. I, I've seen it, but it hasn't right. been something like where I looked into. Well, this guy was in the parking lot when he saw it. Oh, my gosh. He was in the parking lot. And I don't, I don't think it's something he pulled his camera out to zoom in on yeah. to find it. He spotted it by his eye and then went, wow. And then he pulled his camera out and started taking videos. So. I'm sure it was high, but well, you right. you saw it moving. I'm sure that would catch your attention if you saw the thing moving. Yeah, yeah. you know, it would catch your attention. And he and he said he could see daylight through the crack. 
Speaking of roller coasters, when's the last time you guys got on a roller coaster? It's probably been about four years for me. I mean, it, nowadays, anytime I get on a roller coaster, as Six Flags usually where I go. Uh huh. It messes my head up. I was about to say that. I we were uh, we went to Six Flags maybe two years ago, maybe three. I don't I don't I don't remember. But when we went there, um, my kids were like slightly nervous, if you will, about getting on some rides, specifically my older ones. You know, being the tough guy dad that you you know I'm trying to be like, oh come on, quit being a sissy. Let's get on. Let's get on the roller coaster, right? I'm getting them all pumped up. Like we got to get on it. We got to do it, boy. I recall riding the Batman at Six Flags St. Louis and being like, wow, this is the smoothest roller coaster. This is great. How can anybody not want to ride this? Well, four years ago, I realized why people don't ride it. I It was awful. I was The whole time <laughs> I'm riding this thing, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, do not throw up. Don't do it. You're in the middle. You're going to make a scene. Everybody's going to be covered in your puke. Don't do it. I'm thinking, what happened? Do you hit like a certain age to where you become a complete and utter misery to where you can't even handle a little bit of speed? And, and you know what I mean? I think so. The last time I rode one was with my wife. Now, for some reason, it doesn't bother her at all. She loves roller coasters. Yeah. And we were at Silver Dollar City, and it's probably been, it's probably been 15 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. It was the last time I actually rode one, I do believe. And uh, we got on this stupid thing, and... It shifted sideways and we took off and, and I thought to myself, this is crazy. We went upside down, <laughs> we got off and I was sick the rest of the day. My stomach felt like I was going to, going to puke the rest of the day. Yeah. And, and I, uh, I told myself then that's the last one I get. On. <laughs> I guess I'm just a big sis. I don't know. Yeah, but the worst one is six flags. St. Louis is a Mr. Freeze and they have it going reverse right now. Yeah. So you launch out of there reverse anymore. I like going there. For their fright fest. That's yeah, that's cool. Thing. That's cool. I I have been there for that. That's that was a good time. Staying yeah. staying in the park later. I, honestly, that's that's usually. I don't want to say usually the route I go because we, you know how life is. You get caught up in life and all this BS and come up with these ideas, all the stuff that you have to do. And there's a lot of opportunity that you miss because you're dealing with BS. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. Life sure. life just. I don't want to say drags you down, but man, it drags you into all this crap that you question like, is this the stuff I wanted to do when I was young? Like when I was a young kid thinking about getting older, right? Right. Is that what I saw myself doing? Be like, oh, I better go mow the lawn and oh, I got to feed the plants. Like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> Except for you, Kevin, you're the, you're the mystery man out there side by side ripping. Man, I don't know about all that. His kids are out of the house, though. Yeah, my kids are out of the house. I'm an empty nester. Yeah, but I'm my kids are in the house, and I'm not doing any of this crap anymore. Well, no, I take that back. We went, we went to Disney, and that was pretty. That was a pretty awesome time. You know, have you guys been to Disney? Anybody? I've never been. When I was a kid, I went. You got about go ten. Again. You got to go again. Epcot. Ep I mean, that's the. I've adult. never been to Epcot. I'm sure it'd be neat. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, Zach, I'm telling you, you guys get the chance. Go to Epcot. Maybe I'll go with my grandkids. It'll be fun. Yeah, well, don't go to Epcot with your grandkids because it's like restaurants and drink. you can drink around the world. We did that challenge. That was fun. Me yeah. uh, me and my wife, my two sister-in-laws, my brother-in-law, 
it, it was a good time. Like, like we we uh, we went, we ended up eating at this uh, Italian restaurant there. I I had chicken parmesan. This thing was the size of the plate, just the chicken. Wow, it was so freaking good. Like the, it, it was a big plate, like super good food. Um, we did the challenge. We all got these little lanyards with cards, and we put sharpies in them. Drink around the world. It's this TikTok challenge that these kids come up with, right? And it, you go to every different country because it's based off every country over there, right? I think. And so you can imagine by the end of this drinking around the world, you got to get an Uber if you consume alcohol, as I did that night. Right. What a good time. I, but, but it's beautiful. Like they got to lit up like Japan, uh, Mexico, Italy, France, like also, you know, all sorts of stuff. Canada. It, it, it's super cool. Like we had a great time. Super good bonding moment with family, right? Right. Uh, the older, older people, obviously. We all had a good time. I don't think there was anybody there who didn't have a good time. I mean, they had snacks and and like bakeries, it, dude. It's it's where it's at. I had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. They they have this stigma about they call them Disney adults, and I'm not gonna say I'm a Disney adult, but I had a hell of a time. <laughs> like I did. <laughs> I was I was hammered. I was hammered. I was awesome. Oh. Bad. Yeah, I'd like to get down there eventually when the little ones are a little bit older. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't want to say wait till they're older, but it seems more. We was we we did Star Wars when we were there. Kids loved it. I loved it. It's cool. Do they still have Space Mountain? I don't think so. Okay, it was a neat roller coaster. That was, was the it, finest. It was neat. It was in the dark. You couldn't see where you were going. Yeah, it was completely dark. Yeah, they do it's have crazy. one. uh I can't remember what band it was. Uh, Steven Tyler. Uh, it was St- based off Steven Tyler. That's yeah. what it was. And it rem- gave me vibes of the Space Mountain because it was all pitch black. And there right. was like a tunnel that was lighted up. It would light up with strobe lights and whatever. Right. But it was hilarious. I got a picture of my boys in there and they look freaking. Oh, let me show you this picture. They look freaking terrified. <laughs> I'm sitting in the seats behind them. I'm having a hell of a time. I'm just having a good time, and they look terrified. <laughs> it. Uh, hold on, let me pull this picture up. You're gonna get a kick out of this. Maybe you've seen it before, but I don't care. You gotta see it again. It's good. It, it's funny. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it. Um, scrolling through my pictures. Hold on, guys. Oh. Yeah, but anyway, I, I I can't find the picture, but I'm sure my wife has it. She'll send it to me. I'll show you guys. It's it's good. It's, yeah, it's a good one. They're they're terrified in the front seat. I'm in the back and I'm laughing. Right. It was a good time. But those are uh, always great pictures. I like those those yeah. pictures like that. But yeah. Um, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up now. Um hey, it was good having you guys back. Uh thanks for coming around. Yeah, and remember any kind of feedback you guys have, get it to us and we'll go over it. We like that kind of stuff. It helps us give you guys a better experience. Yep, right on. It's always a good time. Thanks guys for coming. 